All right, I want to assure you, you are at a worship service. <laughs> I realize back there, if, if you're a guest here today, you have no idea what just happened. Um, but we often, what we do in uh, the summers is we have what we call a box office wisdom message series. And we look at the themes in the summer blockbusters, and we compare the themes with what Scripture has to say about those same themes. And we decided this year not to do it in the summer. We, we are doing Christmas classics. And instead of comparing and contrasting, what we're doing is we're pulling major themes out of the Christmas movies that we we enjoy at Christmas time, which is really a big part of, you know, our holiday celebration. We have movies we watch every year. This is one of them, White Christmas. That's every year we watch it. And so we're looking at themes, pulling out the major uh, aspects that really trace back to the first Christmas. So we're tracing these things back to the first Christmas. And uh, really celebrating Jesus' birth in kind of a unique way. Now, White Christmas, I think last week I said it was number 25 on the top 25 Christmas movies of all time. It's actually number 32 on the 50 top Christmas movies of all time. But it's a personal favorite of mine. <laughs> so, so it made it into our Christmas classics uh, series. There is a major amount of singing and dancing, which I secretly love, but it's not, it's not, it's not, I really wish I could sing and dance, you know, but I can't, uh, but there's something in me, you know, it's definitely a song and dance movie, so I like that. Uh, there is a, a thread throughout the whole movie of romance, you, you heard a little bit in the trailer about that. Um, that helps keep our attention because you're rooting for the guy to get the girl and, you know, you're hoping it all comes together. But there is also a very strong theme of honor in the movie. And there's a little theme, a smaller theme of dishonor that shows up as, as you walk through uh, the movie. So as we celebrate Christmas, the theme of honor comes out as we give gifts to people. We really honor the people who are special to us by giving gifts. This is a favorite part of Christmas, giving and receiving. I try to be mature and focus on the giving part. Um, But later in this message, what we're going to do is circle back to the very first original Christmas, the historical Christmas uh, story where gifts were given. Now, the trailer in White Christmas says it's about, the movie's about a couple of guys who made good. Uh, they're entertainers. They've, they've made it big in the entertainment industry. And now they want to make better. And Bob Wallace and Phil Davis, they end up doing a really good thing in this movie. They honor a leader from their past who had sacrificed for them and had led them well. They were in World War II together. That's where they met. Uh, Bob Wallace was already a famous entertainer. Phil Davis kind of weaseled his way into connecting to him. 
And so they end up honoring their leader who had sacrificed for them. There's also an element of dishonor uh, that comes from a common destructive pattern that you see in people that we fall into sometimes. And we're going to trace both of those themes through the storyline. Now, honor is an incredibly important concept in Scripture. Baker's Theological Dictionary. Now, you never imagined, did you, that someone in the, on the stage in a worship service would go from White Christmas to Baker's Theological Dictionary. You may have never imagined that, but it's happening right now. Baker's Theological Dictionary uh, says the root of kabod, which is the Hebrew word for honor, literally means heavy or weighty. So figuratively, the idea is that you give weight to someone. This is the idea in the Old Testament, in the, in, in the scriptures. Um, to honor someone, Bakers continues, is to give weight or to grant a person a position of respect and even authority in one's life. A person grants honor most frequently on the basis of position, status, or wealth. But it can and should also be granted on the basis of character. So Baker's making a point there. Now, we show honor to others by giving what costs us something. That's how we show honor. We, we give them our time and energy, our best effort, thoughtful gifts. The more costly the gift, the more costly what we give, the higher honor that's given. It makes perfect sense to us human beings, doesn't it, to honor people of character who show themselves faithful and kind to us? It also makes sense to us human beings to show honor to people who have reached a certain level of status that we admire. But there's something those of us who follow Christ need to wrestle with. Because Christ followers are commanded to show honor to everyone. Now, Peter was considered one of the three closest followers of Christ when Jesus was alive. There seemed to be the inner circle of the twelve and the inner inner circle of the three. He wrote two letters to Christians who were scattered through the Roman provinces of Asia Minor. And he wrote letters to teach us how to live for Christ. Peter was a fisherman, so he writes in a no-nonsense, to-the-point style. There, there's no, you know, it, it's very direct. Here's what he says in 1 Peter 2.17, honor everyone. Pretty clear. Love the brotherhood, fear God, honor the emperor. This is a command to Christ followers. This is what we're supposed to do. Now, why should I honor someone who isn't worthy of honor, in my opinion? Why would God expect me to do that? Here, we're commanded to honor the emperor, or for us, the person who leads our country. Um, the emperor of Rome at the time of this writing, Nero, he was totally despicable. He was He, he had not earned much honor other than the position that he held. There, there are people all around us whom we may consider unworthy 
uh, of honor for different reasons. There are varying levels and different reasons. Scripture makes it clear the reason we honor everyone is that God made all people, and when he made us, he gave us a level of nobility that nothing else on earth has. Psalm 8, 5, and 6 says, Yet you have made him a little lower. Speaking of people, you have made him a little lower than the heavenly beings and crowned him with glory and honor. You have given him dominion over the works of your hands. You have put all things under his feet. So people are above every other creature on the face of the earth. And in fact, mankind has been given the responsibility to get dominion or to manage creation under the hand of God. What this means is people have a level of honor that no one or nothing else in creation has. So out of a desire to please God, we show honor to people, to everyone he's made. This doesn't mean that we don't oppose evil and the people who do it. But but that's the extreme. For my purposes today, even though that's common to need to oppose evil people, uh, in this message, we're talking about everyday life with family, friends, and coworkers. And I want to show how God wants us to honor the people he puts us around and puts in our lives in the way that we talk and act toward them and in the attitude we choose to relate to them. With the movie White Christmas as our backdrop, we see three ways to show honor, and they're found in Scripture as well. First, give special honor to those who sacrifice for us. In the movie, Bob and Phil's former commanding officer in World War II, General Waverly, he buys a ski lodge in Vermont, And the lodge is struggling because there's no snow. No snow means no need for a ski lodge. Uh, No skiing is going to happen. And Bob and Phil remember the general's way when he served when they served under him. Here's here's a clip of them describing it. We ate and then he ate. We slept and then he slept. Yeah, then he woke up and nobody slept for 48 hours. So there, there's, there's a description. He, 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 obviously, as a leader, he was sacrificial. He let his troops eat before himself. He, he let his troops sleep before he did. And then it was time to get the job done. We're going to war right here. And so that, that was good leadership, very solid leadership. And so they comment that, and they come up with a way to bring their variety show to the ski lodge in order to boost the business of General Waverly. And so what they do is they invite all of the general's men from World War II uh, to join them, any, anybody who could get there at the ski lob, lodge, too. And it... it to help it survive. This, this is really right. <laughs> this, is, this is so right, what they did. And it's the kind of thing you see in Scripture. 
In the first century, churches teamed up to advance the work of Christ throughout the world. They're, they're, they're small groups of people, relatively, compared to the population of the world. And so they would team up and try to expand the kingdom of God through uh, the work that they were doing. And at one point, the church at Philippi sent a man named Epaphroditus to help uh, Paul move the ministry forward. Epaphroditus got sick on, on the journey, and so Paul has to send him home. And it, it might seem, when he sends him home to Philippi, Paul's concerned that the church feels like he wimped out. And so he makes a statement about him. He wants him to be well-received and honored. And we learn something in this statement, Philippians 2, 29 through 30. It says, so receive him in the Lord with all joy and honor such men. For he nearly died for the work of Christ, risking his life to complete what is lacking in your service to me. Christ followers are instructed here in, by, by example to honor those who have sacrificed for the gospel. Paul uses Epaphroditus as an example, and he says, honor such men. In, in this passage, we're specifically commanded to honor those who sacrifice for the sake of the gospel, but we're also in another place in Romans 12, we're commanded to outdo one another in showing honor to each other. This is, this is our command. This is something that's really important to God, that we show honor to the people around us, respect and honor. And so honoring anyone who sacrifices for us is a very important part of our walk with the Lord to show honor. And it, 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 those who sacrifice for us in a special way, honor applies. Think about the people who have sacrificed for you. Your parents. They, they sacrificed for you. They took care of you when you couldn't take care of yourself. And they lost a lot of sleep doing it. They, they had to give up a lot of time and effort to, to lay. Now, m- most parents do this gladly. It's a joy. But still, it costs. So what you see in Scripture is a command to honor your father and mother that it may go well with you that you may live long on the earth. This is, this is, this is built in. That's very early on in, in scriptures and in Exodus. It's one of the Ten Commandments. So honor is crucial to those who've sacrificed for us. We honor them. Um, employers carry a burden that we don't carry. If you work for someone, they, they, they carry a heavy load. They, they have concerns that you don't share. They, they have this burden that you just don't necessarily have to experience. This is a form of sacrifice. We should honor those who, who live that out. Church leaders 
carry a, a level of responsibility that team members just don't carry. Because somebody's got to make this happen. It's, there's, there's concerns about organizing and pulling things together and getting things done that team members just don't have to think about. We should honor them for this. Family and friends who show kindness to us in a sacrificial way should be honored. Because this is, this is what it means when it says in Romans 12, outdo one another in showing honor. Because there's this, this pattern of mutual reciprocity in Scripture. It's, the word is the Greek word. It's a Greek word. Koinonia, and and it means that I serve you and you serve me, and and we uh, you honor me and I honor you through your serve through my service through your service. So there's this back and forth. This is right. This is so right. We show honor to people through our attitudes, through our words, through our actions, but it can be an especially impactful thing to honor others in the way we talk to them and talk about them. That's why we should refuse to dishonor others through gossip. Proverbs 16.28 says, A perverse person stirs up conflict, and a gossip separates close friends. This passage, actually this verse, is played out in the White Christmas storyline. As I mentioned, in White Christmas, Bob and Phil come up with an idea to honor the general and help give a boost to a ski lodge. And there happens to be one of the guys who served with them in World War II. Um, I can't remember his name right now, but he served with them. He's a TV personality. He has a variety show on TV. And they go on the show to make a pitch to get the word out to the other troops as quickly as possible so they can all join them. And in this process, a gossip gets involved. Let's watch what happens. Ed, Ed, I know, I know it's a long shot, but there's no other way to reach the men in a hurry. How's it sound? Huh? Oh, I love the idea of doing something for the old man. But if it weren't for him, I wouldn't know how to peel a potato. <laughs> but look, why don't you go all out? Put the whole show on TV. I'll come up there myself. Bring the camera, the crew, the works. Thanks, Ed, but that's not the idea. It's a great idea. Put the show on the whole network right from Pine Tree. Play it up big. A real Christmas Eve show. All about how you're playing Santa Claus to the old man. You know, plenty of schmaltz, lots of heart. Would be worth over $100,000 in free advertising for you and Phil. Yeah, we'll put the old boy on himself. You know, the forgotten man angle. Tear their hearts out. Here's the laundry, Emma. I'm sorry, Ed. Sorry, but that's out. We're not commercializing on the old man's hard luck. No chance. All I want to do is go on your show and make a little pitch. Okay? Wonderful, wonderful. See you Sunday night, then. Bye. Take it upstairs, Susan. Is there a telegram for me? What? Oh, yeah. Just <laughs> an offer from the Carousel Club in New York. Anytime you and Judy are available. What's your technique? Holding them up to the light? That's for amateurs. I use steam. 
You're quite a pro. No, I'm thinking of turning in my uniform. Stick your nose in other people's business, and eventually you find out things you wish you hadn't. Anything specific? Did you know the boys are planning to put this whole show on television? Television? Right from here on Christmas Eve. I just heard Bob fix it with Ed Harrison. Oh, it's a big deal. Real schmaltz, I think they called it. They're even going to put the general on. I just can't believe it. Well, that'll make him a pathetic figure from coast to coast. What's it going to do to his pride? Of course, you know it means over $200,000 worth of free publicity for Davis and Wallace. Emma, that's a terrible thing to say. I didn't say it. Bob Wallace said it. I just heard him. No. Bob wouldn't be involved in a thing like that. I'm sure you're wrong. Well, if I am, I'll resign as president of the New England chapter of Busybodies Anonymous. <laughs> there you go. This, this gossip literally separates Bob, Bob Wallace and his love interest, Bet, Bet, Betty. <laughs> Almost said Betsy. Proverbs 6.28, this is what it says. Gossip separates close friends. This is, this is what happens. Betty is so disappointed that Bob isn't the man she thought he was, she leaves the ski lodge to take a gig in New York. Now, this is the way we are as people. People are both noble in one moment, saying really great things, and the next moment we can be very selfish and spiteful. Here's what James has to say. James 3. With it we bless... He's talking about our tongue. With it we bless our Lord and Father, and with it we curse people who are made in the likeness of God. From the same mouth come blessing and cursing. My brothers, these things ought not to be so. We must refuse gossip to show honor to the people that God brings into our lives. This is what pleases him. The final way we can show honor is to give gifts as an expression of honor. The Christmas season gives us an opportunity to thoughtfully express honor beyond our words. A thoughtful gift shows honor to others. It's an expression of value, how much weight they carry in your eyes. Thoughtful gifts, that, that's a challenge, isn't it? You, you suffer a little bit to come up with a thoughtful gift because you have to think it through. You have to consider what the person would be pleased by. It's so tempting to see a great deal and then try to have the, the gift that you could buy on the, on the discount to fit the person. So tempting. And then you're really hoping that they don't need to return it to the store and find out how much you paid for it. That's a real, you know, it's a, one of those things. But gift-giving to honor someone dates all the way back to the first Christmas. Magi from the east, known as wise men, traveled from afar simply to offer gifts of value to Jesus after his birth. We don't know their number. We don't know their names. Tradition says there were three. Uh, Their means of travel or which country from the east they came from. We don't know these things. But history tells us they studied the stars, they were astronomers, they were astrologers, they were interpreters of dreams, they were advisors to their king. They came looking for the one who was born king of the Jews. We don't know how they got the revelation uh, that the king of the Jews was born, but God gave them a sign to follow the star. And the star led them to the home where Jesus and his family were living, At this point, he's no longer a newborn. He's a young toddler. 
But Matthew 2.11 says, On coming to the house, they saw the child with his mother Mary. They bowed down and worshipped him. Then they opened their treasures and presented him with gifts of gold and of incense and of myrrh. Now, what's most noteworthy about these gifts is that they were extremely valuable. These were these were gifts, not just ordinary baby gifts. These were gifts for royalty. They were meant to honor a king. The men bowed down. They worshipped Jesus, the king of kings, and they gave gifts as an act of worship. These were extravagant gifts, gold, an appropriate gift for a king, frankincense, very costly incense given only at special occasions, and then myrrh, a very costly, valuable perfume. Now, all sorts of comments have been made uh, about these gifts. Some are speculative, but regardless, they were gifts given to honor a king. What's also interesting to note is that you find out in the next uh, few verses, if you read on in Matthew 2, that Jesus' father Joseph is warned in a dream to make an escape to Egypt because King Herod, a maniacal leader, uh, was on a quest to eliminate the threat of Jesus, the king of the Jews, to his throne, to his power anyway. And uh, these thoughtful gifts were so valuable that, that they would provide for their travel costs and for their stay in Egypt. So this was God's provision for them. Now, back to our movie, I, I, I want to show you this is my favorite scene from the movie. Um, I, I mentioned that Bob and Phil had asked the men who served under him to gather in Vermont at the General's Ski Lodge, and they take the honor to express, or they take the opportunity to express the honor and gratitude for his life and leadership. Watch the impact of Bob and Phil's gift to the general. Very timely and thought. ready for inspection, sir. Now, I would have never admitted this at the time, but I remember watching that scene and tearing up and just getting the chills because that is so right. It is so right to honor people who sacrifice for you. This is, this is what pleases God. There are many ways that we can show honor this Christmas beyond the normal gift exchange. Uh, take time 
this Christmas season to aim to refresh those who've been a blessing to you. Show respect and honor in thoughtful ways. This might be parents, those who've taught you, leaders, others that God brings to mind. Make time to have a conversation and speak words of gratitude. Maybe even write a thank you note to them about how meaningful their, their kindness has been to you. Get specific. Take the time to think it through. And get specific. The more specific, the more meaningful it will be. Give to those who serve and sacrifice for the gospel. We're told to honor people who sacrifice, risk their lives for the sake of the gospel. Our Christmas offering is a great way to apply this, this message. The offering began last week. It's going to continue um, over the next several weeks. But we're supporting those who uh, really suffer in some ways. They carry a weight. They carry a burden. And they try to make things happen uh, that, that please God. We, we want these gifts to honor their commitment and sacrifice. So consider how you might give to the offering. I'd like to wrap up, and I'd, I'd like to encourage you as I wrap up, to take a next step. On the back side of the communication card or the connection card, there's some next steps on the left-hand box. I'd encourage you to uh, take one of these next steps this week. Here are my suggestions. There may be others that you've, you've thought of. My next step today is to show honor to. Maybe someone's come to mind that you want to write a thank you note to. That would be another thing. Write a thank you card to those who've led or served you. Or, or give to the, the Christmas offering um, <clears throat> to honor and uh, bless those who've served and sacrificed for the Lord's work. These are steps we can take. May God give you the strength to take the steps he's laid on your heart to take. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for your goodness to us, your kindness. We honor you, Lord God Almighty, for who you are. You made us. You made us in your image to reflect who you are. I pray that, God, we live up to and become more and more worthy of who you made us to be. Help us, God, to show honor to all the people around us that you've made, that are in our lives. Give us direction and help and strength to step out to bring glory to you as we honor the people who are around us. In the name of Jesus Christ, amen. Amen.